everybody. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, not necessarily in that order. Welcome to another edition. Uh, getting in an ugly habit these days of starting this thing uh, casually late, you know, uh, that's that's not good. It's not good. Uh, people want it on time. Get here on time. Get your ass going. And it's, it's, oh God, it's just like, uh, I don't know. And then uh, uh, two, three minutes late becomes five, six minutes late. Becomes eight, nine minutes late. I don't, I have no idea. Just, I need to focus. But uh, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Welcome in to the show from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. We have a lot a lot of topics to get into today, but I, um, first of all, I want to remind you that the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tonight. And I, I chuckle every time I think about it because of the uh, different level that the show always goes to, um, whenever Ben and I get together with you, the audience. Now, uh, when we do that show, you know, I see uh, a lot of the same people. It's usually a dozen or so of us get together. But uh, I, if you're uh, kind of like on the fence, whether you should join, do it. I, I, I don't want it to seem like it's some kind of click. We've uh, recently uh, gotten out of that mode of that click thing going on. Um, that's gone. I, I want to invite you, if you're new, to check it out. Now, in order to get to it, it is part of being on Patreon. So if you are on Patreon and you're like, well, I don't, I, you know, I send an email out before the show starts and it's just a zoom link. So when you see it, click on it. So if you're on Patreon, there you go. If not sign up, sign up for just, you know, this month and you'll see how much fun it can be uh, doing an ensemble show. And I say ensemble because it's not just Ben and I. Uh, several of the audience members have developed into, I don't, I don't know, some kind of like characters. Okay. Uh, Adam, Adam S. writes, I can attest to this. I rarely show up, but when I do, it is fun. Thank you. Chris says, it's always fun to watch. Aram says, no bullies allowed. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, so I'm just glad that uh, we'll be able to get after that again today. We should start at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Okay. I also want to promote the charity angle. Tis the season, you know. And I just had yesterday on the huge show, um, the race director, the man behind the Grand Rapids Marathon, talking about this exact thing. Mike Ball v. Eric Zane, year two. Thank you, Blood on Stars. Interesting name for following the show on Twitch. Um, okay, so you can see if you are watching on the live stream, the... Uh, uh, little video shot there of the website donate to guess who will win the race Eric or Mike we have uh well 
a week and a half until the race, less than. All right. So if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page, and uh, pinned to the top is this little article with the link about getting in on the betting. And, you know, it's one thing to sit around and beg for money for a charity, but this is a great bet. And uh, the goal being to raise $2,000, we upped it from 1000 because Mike, Mike Ball himself bet on him for 1000 bucks. All right? If you bet, your $25 donation lets you bet on the race. And then in the comments, you pick your champion, Mike or Eric, and how much your champion is going to win by. If your time is closest to the actual margin of victory, let, let's say you pick Mike and you are closest to the actual margin of victory, you will win $300. Second closest, $200. And then third closest, $100. Mike, so bold when we started this campaign, said, I'm doubling it. If Eric wins, guess, pick Eric, and then by how much time, he'll make it $600 to the closest. $400 for second closest, $200 for third closest. Okay, so what the hell? I mean, bet once for me, bet once for Mike. Uh, diversify your portfolio, as they say. Um, so even if you were to just, so 25 bucks minimum. Some folks put 100 bucks and just bet once. Don't do that. Uh, put in four separate bets, 25 bucks a pop, but uh, do it because we're raising money for the AT children's project. That's how we do it now is uh, here on this platform. So uh, I sent the link along in the live stream. It'll be in the show notes of the recorded podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Now, uh, yesterday I was on the huge show. It worked out awesomely. I was uh, talking with uh, uh, Brett, the hitman Hayes. Sometimes known as Superfly, sometimes known as Lurch, sometimes known as Brett. And uh, doing the huge show on 96.1 The Game, I was saying to him, I go, this is so easy to do. He's like, what do you mean? I go, well, I mean... Every day for the past four years, I have talked for two straight hours, take a break, publish that podcast, and then do it again for another 40. So talking for 10, 15 minutes at a time, and then taking a commercial break is rid okay, ridiculously easy. I'm like, this is a breeze. Doing this has gotten me used to all of this, you know, for talking for way too long. Because it's not like I didn't, oh, let's go take a commercial break. True, I take intermissions here. But, oh, my God, it's an amazingly fun time. And then so I'm winding down this period of time where you get to talk before you have to take this freaking commercial break. I'm like, I don't want it to end. I want it to keep going. Um. And when you're alone in there, okay, so I had Don on, Don Kern from Grand Rapids Marathon, first star. We just shot the shit, talked about him being a world record holder. It's great. Don's awesome. And then hour two, Trey Connor from the Grand Rapids Gold basketball team. And uh, by the way, the gold on Thursdays, on their Thursday games, if you are here in West Michigan, 
they are adopting $2 beers, $2 dogs. Holy shit. That just leads to some great, great crowds. Everybody's just having a great time. $2 beers, $2 dogs, and which at one point was dollar beer, dollar dogs. The Griffins used to do that. Dollar beer, dollar dogs, and then they raised the price. No, now it's $2 beer, $2 dogs. I don't think you can go much higher than that, you know? In fact, I think this should go backwards and make it a dollar beer, dollar dog. It's a great promotion. It's fantastic. All the college kids drink for next to nothing. Oh. So, all right. Had Trey in. And then hour three, basically just talking shit. Making stuff up about Bill. It was fantastic. I love it. I love being on the radio. I don't care um, how maligned that industry is. Okay. I still like it. And the reason why is the uncertainty of knowing who's listening. I mean, there that's kind of true with podcasting as well. I mean, I can look and I can see who's the couple dozen or so that are enjoying the live stream. Um, but I know in a podcast, very rarely do you get a mixed bag of people that are listening. It's all people that like follow you or really go out of their way to hear what you have to say. Radio, not so much. And you don't know who, okay? So, and, and, um, being that on the podcast, you can say whatever the hell you want. You can't do that on the radio. So Bill, um, as I, as I sit down to start the show, uh, Brett starts barking out orders that Bill has said. He goes, uh, Bill wants me to run the board. So I go, okay. Uh, and then he says, uh, and he also said, uh, no sexy talk. And I said, okay. And then what else? Did, oh, don't eat the mic. Now, what he mean? He doesn't mean like actually bite into the microphone, but like when I work this mic right here, uh, as you can see, my face is right up to it. There, you don't need that. They have all this uh, expensive processing that makes it so when your face is away from the mic, it's still very prominent uh, Hit when it hits your ears. If I move my head away from this microphone in any way, what you see, if you hear that, how it just disappears. And I'm, I'm barely away from it. It sounds like I'm eight miles away. but uh, So I have to be right up to it. For some reason, they've got some fancy processing. That makes it that if you are far away, it, so he's like, don't eat the mic. Do not eat the microphone. It comes out distorted. I'm like, what? so ding dongs giving me rules. So I, mean, I think the most important one is, uh, don't no sexy talk. So I started the show out with my impression of bill. This is a huge show across Michigan. The only show where the people come first. Lots of people. People love me. People want to talk. One eight six six eight three eight huge. Follow me. Uh, the huge show on Facebook, the huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Snapchat, the huge show on WhatsApp, uh, the huge show on Grinder. And as soon as I said Grinder, which is the gay sex app, like if you want some gay sex, you just go to Grinder and you just pick whoever you want to have gay sex with. I think that's how it works. I don't know. That's the rumor. And uh, so that was enough to make Brett go, oh, come on. I just told you no sexy talk. It's like, what? Not everybody knows what that is. Like it's a, it's, it's a multi-layered, uh, 
you know, reference, I think. Kind of. But, you know, whoever needs to get it, gets it. And uh, short time later, I notice he's, he's like hiding. I go, Brad, what are you doing? He goes, well, uh, I'm cringing because you already broke one rule. And I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. But it worked out. It was fun. We finished the show. We're walking out of the building on Monroe Center, and there's 10 people walking down the street in robes. And one of them is banging on a drum, and they're chanting on the opposite side of Monroe Center. And uh, I go, hey, Brett, uh, what's going on there? He goes, I, I don't know. So uh, I'm a pretty pleasant, loving soul. And uh, as they as they are uh, directly across the street from us, I waved, and some guy turns and he waves at me, and then he waves me over. He wants me to join together with the band, and uh, I'm like, no, no, I wave him off. No, no, no. Well, uh, he's not taking no for an answer. He walks the street. He walks across the street and he comes walking up. And he's brown. He's uh, Indian heritage. Country, uh, what do you call it? Dots, not feathers. He says, hello. How are you? I go, I'm well. I am Prakash. I said, well, nice to meet you, Prakash. I'm Eric. And gives me a gift. Gives me a gift. Look at that. You can only see that if you're on the live stream, but uh, it says the perfection of yoga. And you got a guy sitting there in uh, crisscross applesauce with his hands up. And there's uh, Vishnu. Okay. Chris writes, Krishna's close. And um, Prakash says, are you spiritual? I go, yeah, yeah, I'm spiritual. I would say so. And uh, he shows me this book, and I go, oh, yoga. Yeah, I've done yoga. I've done yoga. Not like this. You haven't done yoga like this. This is the perfection of yoga. Bhagavad gets you. And this that's the guy on the back of this. That's their spiritual leader. One of you says, Chris says, and now you're in a cult. Yeah, that's what that's what's going on here. And uh, so this guy's doing the recruitment thing. Brett immediately is puffing on a cigarette. He's getting sheepish. He's backing away. I go, Brett, what are you doing? Get in here. Talk to Prakash. The fuck? He's come across the street, gives me a gift, and you're just acting like a child. Step up. Um. He, uh, he, he, he gives me the gift and he wants me to join them. Like right then he goes, would you come and see us? Would you, would you walk with us? I go, no, I can't do that. Prakash. So, uh, this conversation goes on for a little bit too long. I'm just staring at him and he goes, will you give me your phone number so I can tell you? And I go, no, I go, Prakash, I'm not going to give you my phone number. Then he says, can I have money for the cost of the book? And it's disbursement in publication. Uh, I go, well, yes. I'm going to get out my wallet, Prakash. And whatever's in there is yours. 
Now, I know there's only a couple of receipts in there. I open up. I go, Prakash, look at this. Look at this. And he goes, oh. I go, do you want the book back? I can give you the book back. No, no. You, you have it. And he goes, what do you do? I go, well, I just got done working. I said, I work at this radio station. Oh, you work at radio. You sell. You, uh, you, uh, he, goes, he says, I work at Meyer. I go, excellent. And uh, he goes, what do you do at the radio station? I go, well, I talk. You talk. Yeah, like on the radio. Oh, his eyes light up. And I go, Prakash, had I met you at the start of the show, you'd have been on the radio today. We would have brought you right up the steps and we'd have made you a star talking about the perfection of yoga. And he goes, we do this every Monday. Every Wednesday. I go, okay, buddy. Well, I will keep an eye out for you. I'm so glad that you said hello. And uh, then he had to run along. So it was uh, it was fun. And so now I've got this book, The Perfection of Yoga. So I don't know. I might have to send this off to our pal Kenny, uh, who does DDP yoga, which I don't think is the same thing. Sam the Jew here. Uh, I'm pretty sure you weren't with us yesterday as the Super Bowl of Jewish observances took place. Yom Kippur. Okay. So I'm guessing you didn't do any type of interaction with the world, um, concerning like, uh, media. You got to lay low. On Yom Kippur, you're 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 praying, you're focusing on the importance of the big day, and then Sam confirms it, and and you know that I I said that before you wrote Yom Kippur, stayed at home and fasted. We had a whole breakdown of Yom Kippur on yesterday's show. Now that, along with Rosh Hashanah, are the two big ones. So. Depending on your vibe, you know, some folks are like, oh, Rosh Hashanah, that's bigger. And other folks are like, Yom Kippur, are you kidding me? This is a Yom Kippur household. We need to have like a war to settle the score paintball event. The Yom Kippur is taking on the Rosh Hashanahs as to which one is bigger, more elaborate, more involved, more prayerful, more mindful. Good for you, Sam the Jew. One of the small number of Eric Zancho podcast Jew listeners. Glad to have you back. Okay. Gas on the rise. Oh my gosh. What? And in a big way, 30, 40 cent jump in my neck of the woods here. I'm like, what the hell? Oh. OPEC announces, yeah, we are uh, cutting production. Oil producing, exporting countries. OPEC Plus said Wednesday it is slashing oil production by 2 million barrels a day. Whenever I hear about numbers of that uh, level, 2 million barrels a day. Um, 
Like if you lined up 2 million 55 gallon drums in a, in occupying a space. I mean, you think about how much room that that would take up 2 million barrels of oil. And, uh, considering the fact that they're slashing, they're cutting 2 million barrels of oil a day. Just the fact that 2 million barrels of oil a day come out of the ground. How is it that we haven't run out of oil like 100 years ago? My God. Um, but they're like, no, uh, we're going to stop. We're going to cut this 2 million barrels a day. We're concerned about uh, flooding the market with too much oil, which would then keep the price down. So they're like trying to avoid that. Saudi Arabia and Russia are doing this. They announced the production cut following its first meeting in person since March 2020. The reduction is equivalent to about 2% of global oil demand. Okay. The decision was made in light of the uncertainty that surrounds the global economic and oil market outlooks. Global prices, which soared in the first half of the year, have since dropped sharply on fears that a global recession will depress demand. So those countries like, well, if all these people are going to cut their oil consumption, turn down their thermostats to save money, not travel as much to save money, we don't want to uh, you know, have too much production which is going to be too much oil, and then the cost will drop. Shit. That sucks. So that means immediately at the pump, it skyrockets. And I, I've, uh, it's always the same, you know? If there's a hurricane forecast, the price skyrockets. And then trickles down why can't it skyrocket up and plummet surely i mean because all right if on monday you put it at four dollars and fifty cents a gallon and then over a period of a month it drops down back down to four bucks a gallon so then for like one day it's at four dollars a gallon and then shoots right back up when there's even the thought of a hurricane out in the Atlantic Ocean. Joe Biden doesn't like this because you know how Americans are. If the price of gas goes up, Americans blame the president, at least the dumb ones. All right. Now, Biden knows that. And he has the midterm elections coming. And he's like, oh, man, this is a bad deal. I mean, we're trying to win this damn thing. We got, especially the Georgia thing is a big deal. We don't want the Senate to swing. Uh, more on Herschel Walker in a bit. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, he's he's not liking this because it puts him in the crosshairs. You know, people don't, as soon as the price goes up, uh, the tendency is, it's Joe Biden's fault. So this is not good for him. So now the White House is reportedly considering 
um, a controversial measure to lower gas prices ahead of the midterm elections. And it it's solely to win an election. And the uh, companies, the U.S. exporters of diesel and other uh, refined petroleum products are like, no, 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 you can't do this. This is a bad deal. And uh, the White House is like, oh, why? And they're like, well, if we have to spell it out for you, we will. There is a reason for it. And the White House is like, yeah, we got to win this election. So it's like, oh, God. So there's a lot of politics involved in this. And it's all bullshit. Because I think ultimately it could end up hurting us. If you're Joe Biden, you don't want to try to fix it, uh, cutting off your nose to spite your face. What you should do is you should just blame the Arabs and Russia. Just say, yeah, they're scumbags. They're doing this. Uh, Biden is not only blaming these countries, though. He's blaming actual gas stations. Heated discussions between the White House and oil industry bosses over the need to lower gas prices. Last week, Joe Biden slammed energy giants and gas stations themselves for raking in hefty profits and called on them to cut gas prices immediately. I don't know if it's the gas station's fault. I think it's pretty typical that gas stations really don't make much money, more than a few pennies per gallon on gas. All right. It's the oil companies themselves that are doing it, not the gas stations. I mean, I don't want to go blame my J and H family of stores uh, for high gas prices. They make their money on the overpriced stuff inside of there. You know, like Mike Ball is stocking the shelves at those places and you're paying a buck 50 for, you know, whatever uh, confectionery little Debbie goodness. And it costs like six cents for that gas station. That's how they make their money. So I, I don't know if you can blame the gas stations here. But um, the White House is trying to do this, trying to do this um, uh, cover. Let's see, the uh, U.S. gas price tick higher White House has asked the Energy Department to look into whether a ban on exports of gasoline would bring down the cost for American drivers. Now, again, he's not doing this to help you and I. He's doing this to win an election. That's why this is happening. I don't want any of you to think that this is like uh, something that is on the up and up. This is absolutely for optics alone. The problem with this, it says the move is a sign that uh, the idea of a ban on exporting gasoline is gaining support in the Biden administration in the face of fervent opposition from the oil industry. The measure would cover U.S. exports of diesel and other refined petroleum products as well as the gas. We're trying to keep the gas in the United States. Okay? Trying to keep gas and diesel from leaving the country to other nations that utilize it produced here in the U.S. The issue is a hot one for the administration with the election five weeks away. Biden is focused on keeping a lid on gas prices, uh, which have contributed to a near 40-year high inflation in the U.S. economy. Uh, with an export ban in place, Gas prices could then fall as the move would protect domestic supply. But oil industry trade groups have said this is bad, warning it could disrupt global energy markets. So it affect the rest of the world. 
in a Tuesday letter to Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, former governor of Michigan. Another amazingly attractive lady, I think. Banning or limiting the export the export of refined products would likely decrease inventory levels, reduce domestic refining capacity, put upward pressure on consumer fuel prices, and alienate U.S. allies during a time of war. That's the big one. U.S. allies are like, yeah, we got this tank and we want to go uh, blow up the Russians. It's uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. There's no gas. There's no diesel in the tank. The heads of the American Petroleum Institute and American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers wrote. Meanwhile, Biden administration is also scrambling to persuade OPEC and its allies not to make deep too late. Too late. Reducing the uh, supply to the oil market would likely drive up prices. It has, which could then feed into higher prices for U.S. gas. It's already here. It took hours. It it took an announcement. There's no trickle down whatsoever when it comes to the price of gas. It's going to take a little while before that um, slashing of 2 million uh, barrels a day even starts to... uh, you know, affect actual production. But yet we immediately see that spike in cost. Holy shit. Um, that stupid truck I have, Jim wanted to borrow it and it was near empty. And I was like, oh, shit, I want to just give it to him empty and have him fill it up. But I'm such a sucker. I'm like, I can't let him do that. I got to take care of him. I coddle my kids. Probably shouldn't, but I should. You know, that's what you do. You know, he's struggling. He's struggling worse than I am. I mean, I'm not struggling. He is struggling. I go to the gas station. $102 to fill that bastard up. I'm like, oh, fuck. He needed to borrow it because his car is getting worked on. I go, all right. All right, I'm giving you this with a full tank of gas. Please give it back to me with a full tank of gas. Okay, no problem. Off he goes. I have no car. Um, all right. So that's what's up. A lot of people are pissed about this. I need to get that guy, Patrick DeHaan, on. Patrick DeHaan is a dude that lives right around here. And he created a site called gasbuddy.com where he's like the one guy in the world who uh, knows the cost of gas everywhere. He knows everything about this. He's an absolute guru. I, I don't know if he has autism and this is his gift or what, or Asperger's. You know how it is. Uh, some of the most brilliant minds on the planet are Asperger'y and autistic-y. Uh, but, you know, you, you, whenever there's a spike in gas prices, he's on the Today Show. He's like got chicks throwing their underwear at him. He's an absolute superstar. I need to get that guy on. Um, that's all he does for a living is talks gasoline. Okay, if you're watching this show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to say goodbye to you. If you want the rest of the show, you got to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go there, give yourself a little username, and then follow the page. Watch it as it happens live, if that's your thing. If not, as always, you can download the audio podcast wherever you download shows after 
I finish doing this uh, this live show, okay? When you are on uh, Twitch, you can correspond with the usual suspects here. I see a lot of the same faces every single morning. They're awesome. You'll make friends, and you'll stay acquainted for a lifetime. But okay, if not, enjoy the rest of your day. I say goodbye to you now. Twitch and Facebook, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Um, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And Frank Fuss brings you the YouTube channel, My Policy Shop Insurance. If you ever want to reach me, say hello, send an email. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. That is the Shoreliners striping inbox. Uh, Let's see here. Aram says, the competition between the two parties is the only way we can incidentally win these days. Chris says, so you're suggesting their pres, uh, you're su- suggesting their president can affect fuel prices. Hawkeye fan 71. Biden was too busy at a wind executive meeting about offshore wind instead of attending the OPEC meeting. Oh, he missed the meeting. Oh, no. But the White House claims he's doing everything he can to reduce gas prices. S-M-H-H-H. That stands for shaking my head, head, head. Nick, the electrician. Fill up the tank. It should come back full. Yeah, it should. Will it? I don't know. Maureen says, I coddle my kids too. I can't help it. Jesse says, I'm so glad I sold my truck. Bye-bye, 13 miles a gallon. Hello, 32. Florida man, 0814, says, make friends and then talk shit about Eric on a Facebook group after stalking Eric. Wow. The Chibians show. That would be Kyle Tiller. Nice usage of Aspergery, by the way. Kenny says, with that laugh that Eric does, I can't help but picture Maureen as a Muppet character. I expect to hear that in a darkened theater on Saturday afternoon when we all go to see the film Smile and everybody's freaking out and while people are screaming because Maureen's going to be there, we're going to hear... Because she says the film looks funny to her. What the hell? I don't know about that. She says, I'll try to suppress it. LOL. I think that's the way you got to avoid getting terrified is just look at it as a comedy. Jump scares are the problem. I don't like jump scares. I don't like any type of fright. But I am going to see um, that film. More on that in a second. Herschel round two. Uh-oh. Oh, man. This is uh, this is something else. Herschel Walker. Yesterday we sat here, we talked about, uh, and I, I played the whole thing on the Patreon of the kid, Christian Walker. 
indicting his dad for being a horrible father, addressing, well, wait a minute, you, you were a big fan of your dad a year ago supporting him. Now you're not. He addressed it all. I, I posted it in the show notes of yesterday's podcast. The kid just laid waste to his dad. Uh, okay. Did he pay for an abortion? The guy's like, okay, I say no to abortion, no abortions whatsoever. You cannot have an abortion. This woman says, well, that's bullshit because he paid me to have an abortion. I like Stephen Colbert wrote, what type of stupid do you have to be to write a check for an abortion? On a Brian Kilmeade show on Fox News, he said, I don't know who this person is. And uh, that's the problem with the world. Uh, You can be anonymous and you can just make shit up. I'm suing the Daily Beast who came out with the article. And I don't know who she is. Just came out of the woodwork. I have not paid for an abortion. All of this is fabricated. I did not give a woman a, a card. That is not my signature. I, he's deny, 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 which is your best plan in politics. Deny. Uh, do I think that all of this, what I've just said, is that going to affect anyone voting for him? No. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. All you have to do is lie and say that it's being cooked up by the Dems. And most of the uh, moron, spoon-fed, brainwashed idiots will believe that. However, now, okay, she had receipts with uh, signed greeting cards saying, get well soon, signed Herschel. And a, and a check that said Herschel Walker uh, uh, in the memo line, dead baby. Uh, that wasn't good enough. So she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know you? Oh, okay. I got another receipt. Um, it's called This Child. This is one of the chicks that Herschel had a baby with. And Herschel did not encourage this one to get murdered. All right. This woman, okay, after a woman revealed that Republican senatorial candidate Herschel Walker had urged her to have an abortion, Walker adamantly denied the story and claimed he had no idea who this woman could be. But there's a good reason the woman finds that defense highly doubtful. She's the mother of one of his kids. Now, if you're Herschel, I mean, I understand deny till you die. But you know she's got the silver bullet here. I mean, it's bad enough that she's got the first set of shit she dropped on the world. Um, now, eventually, I think she's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, this is, this is, this." And it's like, you'll see who she is. There'll be pictures of him with her. It's coming, man. You see, in politics, you got to release this stuff on a day-to-day basis. If you drop it all at once, it gets lost in the news cycle. But... You throw out the one accusation, abortion, give him a chance to lie, and then present more evidence, which then he will have to lie more. Until finally, it's a picture like of Herschel Walker uh, eating her out. All right. Uh, First, it's going to be just a picture at like a get together. And then it's going to be, you're going to see porno by the end of the week of Herschel Walker actually saying, because uh, he probably talks about himself in third person. Herschel loves having sex with you or something like that. 
We're going to see some terrible porno movie uh, that they made together. That that could all be uh, on the table. Now, I, I seriously don't think that any of that would harm the campaign. I don't. We're too divided. We don't care. People on the right don't care. People on the left don't care. The ultimate example of this is Trump grab him by the pee. Remember when he said that and he got like, you know, twice as many voters who love that. There is no such thing as an October or November surprise anymore. It it actually improves your uh, chances of winning. So if you're Herschel, you want this all to happen because then you can just deny it and say, oh yeah, that's Photoshop. That's Photoshop by the left. And all the morons will believe that. So Walker categorically denied the story and said he didn't know. I don't know who's making this allegation. On Wednesday morning, Fox News host Brian Kilmeade asked Walker whether he had figured out the woman's identity based on details in the original report. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all, Walker replied. And that's what I hope everyone can see. It's sort of like everyone is anonymous or everyone is leaking And they want you to confess to something that you have no clue about. Walker then spun the report as an attack from desperate Democrats eager to maintain control of the pivotal seat. Well, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that this was cooked up by the Dems, but it's still happening. I mean, who cares? I mean, if the Democrats, okay. If this lady, If this woman, whoever she is, is smart, you present a PowerPoint to the Democratic Party and you say, I have information here that will undermine the campaign of Herschel Walker. And I would like to use this on your behalf. And they say, well, that's great because right now the Senate is 50-50 and Herschel can't win. Not only if Herschel wins, does that mean there's a transfer of power, but he's stupid. And the world doesn't need to be influenced by a guy who, when he blows his nose, the tissue is full of CTE. Yeah, let's do it. She goes, hold on. This is going to cost you $10 million. And then uh, some pack will go, that sounds good. You got it. Now you can get all the abortions you want. She's like, thank you. There's no denying that that happens. She's not doing this because she believes in truth and justice in the American way. Fuck that. She's getting paid. But who cares? Uh, All right. Uh, Desperate Democrats eager to maintain control of the pivotal Senate seat. uh, Instead of being deterred by his new public hypocrisy, he said he now feels energized. They see me as a big threat, and I know that, and I knew it when I got into this race. But they don't realize that I think they came for the wrong one. They energized me, Walker said. They energized me because I know how they really want to try to keep this seat. The anonymous woman said that defense sounded ridiculous. Sure, I was stunned, but I guess it also doesn't shock me that maybe there are just so many of us that he truly doesn't remember, she said. But then again, if he really forgot about it, that says something too. 
The woman, a registered Democrat whose years-long relationship with Walker continued after the abortion, told the Daily Beast that her chief concern with revealing her name was because she is the mother of one of Walker's own children. So here's the big receipt. I, this is this is your kid. Um, so that's kind of a, a further bombshell, which is going to cause uh, Herschel to have to lie some more. I mean, is this or is this not your kid? Uh by the way, the kid being used as a pawn here, I, I, I can only imagine how that must feel because now you're going to have, you got your mom throwing all this shit out there. That's not too much fun. And then ultimately Herschel is going to deny that he's the father of this kid. That, that can't feel well. We got a future school shooter here. This is terrible. I feel bad for the kid being uh, manipulated this way, you know? Uh, w- uh, one of Walker's own kids, that's... Uh, uh, and she wanted to protect her family's privacy as best as she could while also coming forward with the truth. Walker has publicly acknowledged the child as his own and the woman proved she is the child's mother and proved credible evidence of a long-term relationship with Walker. Now we need to see that you and I following this awesome soap opera, eating the popcorn, Michael Jackson, me, we need to see the kid. Um, the Walker campaign declined to comment for this portion of the story. But even with the woman remaining anonymous, the story has still rocked Walker's family in other ways. After Walker denied the report, one of his three sons, conservative social media influencer Christian Walker, released a series of angry statements and videos condemning his dad as a liar and alleging that the University of Georgia football hero had threatened to murder him and his wife and his, and his mother, Walker's ex-wife. He held a gun up against her head. And he, Walker acknowledges that. And he says, yeah, my head was a little messed up then. Wow. Um, I know my mom and I would really appreciate if my father, Herschel Walker, stopped lying and making a mockery of us. Christian Walker treated after the abortion story broke Monday night. You're not a family man. (coughs) Excuse me. When you left us to bang... A bunch of women threatened to kill us and had us move over six times in six months running from your violence. Oh, dear God. The anonymous woman said while she's been a good sport about the campaign after Walker's denial, she could no longer keep this information from the public. Translation, she got paid. I've been very civil thus far. I keep my mouth shut. I don't cause any trouble. I stay in the background, but I'm also not going to get run over time and time again. She said, that's crazy. All right. So today's new revelation in the Herschel Walker case. What a shit show. My God. Man. All right. When this show concludes, I've got Patreon going on. Patreon.com slash Eric We talked about that at length earlier. want to see you on there. If you want to be part of the Patreon. Go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, and sign up for just five or ten bucks a month. More content every single day of the work week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're already there, I suggest just trying it out one month, seeing if you like it. If you do, convert it to a yearly and save 10%. That's a good deal. You have to pay it all at once, but uh, I'll knock 10% off the cost. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, the open and live stream of this brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Bluefrostit.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If uh, you or your small business needs new tech, sit down for 30 minutes with Blue Frost IT. They'll tell you exactly what you need based on your business or your needs for your tech. And then you'll buy the appropriate stuff. And not the, or not the, uh, uh, if you have a scenario where you buy too little, too much, or the wrong stuff. All right. Meanwhile, thank you to Full House Comedy. You got comedy going on, fullhousecomedy.com. Love them so much. If you want to go check out a comedy show, there's venues all over the place, fullhousecomedy.com. Okay, email I just heard from Allison over at Harbor Humane. Again, worth saying, I love all of the dogs and some of the people. I stole that from the multi-talented Megan at Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. My God, every time I go to the Harbor Humane site, I'm like, God, I just, I got to get another dog, but I just can't. I'm going to get kicked out of this neighborhood. Look at her pooch. This is Mando. Look at Mando. That is the face of a troublemaker. You can just tell the shit that that dog gets into. If your dog has that face... That means that the second you turn around, the garbage can's getting knocked over. That's the face you would see right before the garbage can falls. And then you hear it fall, and then you go, Mando! Mando! Allison, concerning football. Hello, Eric Zane. I thought you'd appreciate this little anecdote. As you're dabbling in the world of fantasy football this year, I am in a pick'em league. Slightly different concept. You pick the winner of each game and you assign points. 
If your prediction is correct, you get the points. Easy enough. It's fun and makes every game matter. My husband and I have been in this league for years. And every year I name my team. Uh, I name my team after after one of our dogs. And I usually do a marginal job at uh, at picking football games. Marginal job at best picking football games. Well, after week one and all those crazy unpredictable upsets, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to let my dog pick the games next week. Figured it would be funny. We could get a laugh if he got more games right than my husband. I assign the points accordingly, accordingly, but Mando chooses the team based on which handful of cheesy popcorn he wants. Week two. He does way better than I had week one. Calls some crazy upsets that no one else had ever picked, had even had picked, and comes in sixth place in the, uh, sixth place in the league. Solid try. So I'm like, heck, let's do it again. Week three. Again. Picks some crazy upsets, comes in third place on the week, and suddenly our team, Team Mando Boogs, is climbing in the season-long points total. We're in third place overall. Week four, last week. Again, some bold upset picks. Jets over Steelers, Falcons over Browns, Seahawks over Lions. Got him first place. We earned $56 for winning the week. But the best part is he's now first overall in the league, beating out 22 presumably human football teams, including my husband, who is currently in 21st place. So moral of the story, football is nonsense. Dogs fucking rule. And most importantly, my dog has better NFL hot takes and upset picks than Bill Simonson does. Well, everybody does. I'm sure we are going to crash and burn and get zero points some week with this strategy, but enjoy the hilarity for now. Thought you might get a chuckle too. keep me updated. I need to know how Mando is doing. That is awesome. Holy cow. Uh, All right. Keep your fingers crossed that this is going to work, but uh, I just went to Kyle. Over at Dumpster Divers. Let's see if we can swing this. Kyle, of course, from Dumpster Divers. I know I can hear him. How are you, Kyle? I'm good. Can you, you feel me? Can you see me? Both. We're good. Nailed it. First try. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Uh, that's uh, that's good to see. Just hear me talking about the uh, about football. Yeah, you said your your dogs made the picks. Is that what I heard? Not mine. That would be uh, a, a very sweet lady by the name of Allison made the picks and is dominating. Oh, why did I think your dogs did it? Did you say something about a dog? I did. No? I did. It was it was her dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you think about Jared Goff? He had a fine game, the most recent game, with the exception of the pick six, but. But that defense was horrible, dude. It was that was frustrating. So I was, we were at um, Blue's grandma is going back to Florida, right? Because she like comes here for like the summers. Well, not even the whole summer, but she comes here for like part of the year and then goes back to Florida. So we had to have like this huge potluck type dinner where like all the 
you know, nieces and a bunch of people were there, right? And um, so then we were also watching the Lions game, which means I had to like contain my inner rage of what was happening. Um, but I was eating a lot of food, which was nice. But dude, I, that was frustrating, dude. Like even me and Blue's dad were like primarily watching it, and he was getting like super fucking pissed. <laughs> he was like, he started rooting for the Seahawks and stuff. It was wild, dude. Um. Yeah, it was it was it was tough to watch. Um, I, I I have to admit, it, it seemed like as I was watching that, they um, every time that the Seahawks and you, and you might have to start your video again. By the way, there there might be a function on there. I had to restart your video, so if you see that on your end. Oh, there we go. Um, so yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah, you're good now. It was like you know third and five, and I knew that they would that they were gonna let. Uh, that uh, Seattle was going to get the first down. It was just one thing after another, such a letdown. And now I see that the coach is kind of like, well, yeah, we got to reevaluate. He's starting to get that look, you know, that, that look of disgust on his face. Yeah. It's here's, a, here's the thing. Here's the thing for me, Eric saying fucking, if you're the coordinators, I feel like are just always trying to be like the smartest people to ever live. And I'm just like, it's it's football, dude. So just chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Aaron Glenn is just trying to, like, be way too smart and, like, do these crazy defensive schemes when it's like, dude, just guard the freaking people, dude. You know what I mean? It's like they're doing, like, zone sometimes, but then, like, the guys who are in the zone on defense, like, they'll just, like, let a receiver, like, like, I, say I'm standing here, right, and there's, like, a receiver, like, five or ten yards over there. Like, I, he's over there, and, I, like, the Lions are just, like, looking at him and just going, I'm just going to keep standing here. Right. And I'm just going to let him stay stay there. And it's, like, you can't – if you're going to play the zone, you got to, like, play the man and the zone. You know what I mean? Right. And then they're not. They're just standing there, and so they're getting these easy completions. Then they're, like, all right, well, then we'll switch to man defense but we're going to stack the box and only have one safety over the top. And then, which you can't do if you're playing man defense, you know what I mean? So then like the quarterbacks are just like, all right, freaking, I'll just throw it down the field, dude. I think it's like, I I just don't get it. I think the thing about them that frustrates me the most is the inability to change mid game. The same shit keeps happening. I don't give a shit. If you got to punch somebody in the stomach, if they're getting open, do something different. I don't get who cares. Anything's better than just letting them march down the field with a bunch of assholes. I know. And here's the thing too. I, I get, here's the thing. I am very slow. I know that. And like, I know that like the NFL and like receivers are very, very fast. So I can't, I can't like pretend to know what it's like to be an NFL cornerback or anything like that. But here's, here's what I'm thinking. Eric Zane. Like when I play like, pick up football with my friends or whatever. Well, I don't do that anymore. But when I was younger, right, and I, you play football with your friends, like, out in the field or, like, out at my, like, the school, whatever, like, where you play. When you're playing, like, when you're guarding a guy, like, you kind of, like, turn your body, like, towards the quarterback, right? And, like, you're, like, guarding your guy, but you're also watching the quarterback to see what he's doing, right? And, like, so then when he throws the ball to the guy that you're guarding, you can, like, react to it and, like, get in the way or, like, try to pick it off or whatever. But, like, the frustrating thing, and, like, Lions Corners have been like this, like, my whole life. is like, they'll just not do that. They'll just, like, stare at the receiver and, like, turn around and, like, let the receiver get by him and then, like, 
turn their back to the quarterback and then just stare at the receiver. And then they're just making all these easy catches because the corner is like, the ball will come and he's like, oh shit, I didn't know. And it's like, just look at the, look at the quarterback. So dude. frustrating. You know so I mean? frustrating. It, it, it can't be this simple. It can't be that you and I have figured it out. There's gotta be something else going on. It, because it can't no, dude, be this simple. Figured out couple couple slow old white dudes. We got it figured out, All dude. Right. Okay, uh, enough about that. Um, what uh, what is burning on your brain, Kyle from Dumpster Divers? Please tell us. Not too, not really too much. It's been a it's been a actually. Let me talk about this. Freaking Dumpster Divers, dude. It's been a crazy summer. Um, we we're finishing up. Like what? What is? What was the last month? September. September. The sales were crazy good, dude. E- equally as good as August, which was equally as good as June. July was not a not a super great month. Still a pretty great month, but like not like blowing the top off the defense like we're like we're trying to do. Uh-huh. Um, but it's freaking sweet, dude. And we just switched our um, like uh, like Google like the you know, PPC ads and whatnot. We just like switched to um, our, like here's like our website provider is also the people who provide our software. And um, they also like focus on dumpster rentals. Yeah. Like as a software or whatever. So they have their own like division that like manages the PPC ads for a super cheap. So we just switched to that and this, the phone's just ringing, dude. So it's been a, this is like our best year. This is like the year that shit is taken off. Dude. So are you suggesting, <laughs> are you suggesting that you're one day closer to actually being a multimillionaire? Yes, <laughs> I know. Well, no, uh, who knows? Who freaking knows? You, you hope, right? But who freaking knows? But um, yeah, we are, it's going to be, I'm, we're starting to take like the, like every year up, like even 2020 and 2021, like we were like still building. Right. But like this year is like the program was in place and we were just like spending a lot of time this year, just making sure that it works and it freaking it works good, dude. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to get, we gotta, we gotta get rich soon, dude. We have to spend a bunch of freaking money on lawyers and stuff to do like all the stuff to, get yourself ready to franchise, which is kind of a bummer. Have but, you um, have speaking of lawyers, have you ever been sued? Dumpster divers? Yeah. No. Can you we imagine? Had, like, people like we had like like that one late remember that one story I was talking about like the lady that said we broke her driveway when right. the roofing company was yeah. trying to scam us. She was threatening they, you. They said they were gonna sue us, but then like they couldn't because they realized they were fucking idiots. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that I imagine that would be a little bit uh, f- fun to have to deal with that sort of shit. But uh. yeah, we have had like um, people. Like, here's the thing, right? So, here's a little for anybody that wants to rent a dumpster out there, and you're you're thinking about this. I'll let you know, right? So, there's newer driveways, right, that are pretty smooth and whatnot. But sometimes you drop a dumpster off in a driveway that's like from 1970 or whatever. So like it's all cracked and like off level and there's like chunks missing and whatnot. It's like, like if you're off-roading, right? Like that's like what the, the quality of the driveway. So when you, like when you drop the dumpster down, it's not like on a level ground or whatever. So like the dumpster kind of has to like level itself out and kind of sit how it's going to be most comfortable. But sometimes that means like when you pick it up, like, 
where your like the truck tires are like so basically how it wor usually works is when you pick the dumpster up the the weight of the dumpster pulls the truck back underneath it right, right? right. and so like the t the tires are not going to move on the dumpster but when the driveway is a piece of fucking junk it can't pull you back because like your the truck tires are in like a terrain of like geographical nightmare right so then it'll it will drag the dumpster right. sometimes right so then like it'll like the the dumpster tires are made out of metal so it'll like either scratch the driveway a little bit or if it's like a geographical nightmare like i was mentioning it's gonna fucking like make a bunch of noise and like probably mess up the driveway a little bit so sometimes those people even though the driveway is like a piece of junk they'll get like really protective of it afterwards yeah be like, you fucked up my driveway right right and it'll be like well, I mean, look at the rest of it. And they're like, no, look what you did. <laughs> so then, like, just to be cool, sometimes we'll come back out with, like, some asphalt or, like, a, like concrete. And we'll try to, like, fill some holes, even though we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> no, no, just go out there. It's just it's just a bucket of gravel and just just yeah, just exactly. lie. It's like we don't. We don't really know. We're just kind of trying to fill it or whatever. It's sand. Like, that, it, that is like the closest we'll come. Where people like will be like, "Oh, you fucked up my driveway. That's a disaster." This, and then we'll be like, "All right, we didn't." And so we actually put it in our rental agreement too to be like, "We're right. not responsible for your shitty fucking driveway." Uh, Chris here writes, "You guys broke my driveway, but I got a shitty driveway, so I didn't give a shit." <laughs> wait, wait, did we really? <laughs> Yeah, but he's normal. He knows it's fucked up. We uh we did actually drop off I think a dumpster or two dumpsters of Chris K over the past yeah re recent times. Uh huh. Uh, hopefully we didn't. Hopefully we didn't fuck it up. But I will say um you never you never fucking know, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you been following anything uh, going on in the news or the world? Uh, that's uh, kind of uh, you've been been parking on the past since the last time we spoke. I know. Um, yeah, I did actually look up. Uh, tell me about this because I'm I don't like watch TikTok or anything, and like I'm fucking I feel like old, so I don't like keep up on random shit that like pop culture is yeah. a part of. Yeah. Okay. What is um like this art? These articles that say don't cook chicken in Nyquil. Um, <laughs> FDA warns after TikTok challenge. Is that a thing? Are people doing this? Well, have you, have you heard about this? Are you up on this? Yes, I am. One guy in a parody uh, had put some chicken, chicken breast in a pan and then poured NyQuil on it and was acting like a chef and uh, how good it's going to taste. And it looks like shit. It's stupid. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, it's obviously he's screwing around. Okay. Okay. Now people then, I don't know if they're necessarily doing that and believing the guy to make it, but they are making videos like it. Okay. And I don't think that they're consuming the chicken, but the problem is when you take NyQuil and you heat it up, the vapor that comes off of the pan that you breathe will fuck you up. <laughs> oh, I believe it, dude. So that that's that's not good. So that's people are fucking idiots. You can do anything online, and and mo people will try to. You could do it. You could jump off a building and say, "Hey, hey, here you go. This is the new uh, jump off the Empire State Building challenge," and some asshole is gonna do it. I know, dude. I would, I would say this is just like a, like a life, um, like the way I live my life. Like if 
stupid if people are going to do stupid ass shit dude you should just let them do it like right. there shouldn't be like laws slash like uh movements or whatever to prevent people from doing stupid shit if people just do stupid shit and they just die it just that happens dude yeah you know I, I mean? like, and i think generally that's the way it is and that's that that helps the it helps the gene pool okay it gives us more job opportunities it makes us look better for doing very basic things it lowers the bar <laughs> It lowers the bar so that when we do very basic things, it's like, oh, my God, I thought this guy was going to be a stupid ass because of TikTok videos and how stupid people are. But he's actually pretty smart. And you're not, you know. Right. Yeah, dude, that's uh, I don't know there should be that's what we should do. Start some sort of movement where TikTok becomes like the uh, like natural selection engine you know what i mean where it's just like the only thing you can post is stupid ass shit that could kill somebody and if they do it that's their own damn fault dude yep yep (laughs) yep um okay well i you know what that's all i got on my end anything else going on in your world that you need to touch on i did see um this other article um that said and this is this is like uh not that funny or anything but like i i love it because of just like like if you imagine like the universe slash the world, like say there was like an alien race or whatever that they can't like see like humans see, like they can uh-huh. only see, like imagine they saw like emotions and like it would be like like a, like a wavelength of emotions, right? Right. This this would be funny in that regard, right? So I read that there was this fucking law school in Boston or some sh- I don't know somewhere over there where there's a law school on the East Coast or whatever they they said they had like this computer glitch and they sent a bunch of fucking people like acceptance letters to like like applicants like applied okay and I guess like so it's like a super exclusive school there I think they said something like there was like four thousand people who applied and like only like two hundred and fifty got in or whatever something like that yeah mm-hmm. um, anyways so they fucking accidentally sent out like over 2000, I think like acceptance letters or whatever. And then, so these fucking people, right? Like there's people out there who got these letters and were like, hell yes. Like I got like, like the excitement level would be off the chain. Right. Cause you're like immediately going to be like, fuck, I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to be fucking rich. Right. Right. Then shortly thereafter you receive either an email or a call. Or I don't know how they fucking fixed it. But then they're like, yeah, you're not fucking coming here, dude. You're, we fucked up. You can't come here because your grades are shit or, like, you're just not exemplary enough or whatever. You can't come here, right? And then you destroy you destroy that person, right? Like, I mean, that's, like, a, a pretty official thing where you go, like, I'm going to this fucking law school, dude. And then you don't, right? So right. Like, you either destroy that person and either they're going to overcome it and like be like, all right, no big deal. I'm, I'll go to another law school. But like a pretty big chance that like you ruin that person and they like become an alcoholic or like start dabbling in drugs or whatever. Oh, and come like on. their whole world is going to flip. Right. So that's why I say like if that if aliens were watching, they'd see like fucking skyrocketing emotions like shit's going crazy. And then just just down to the floor, dude, just. <laughs> So, anyways, that that cracked me up just because I like how you I like how you work the aliens into the story. It didn't even need to be there because <laughs> <laughs> I do I love I, I I often will do that where like if 
Because I think, like, and this is part of the Aspergery, which reminds me, I, I typed that in the chat way earlier, like when you use the word Aspergery when yeah. you're talking right, about Right, right. No, Aspergery um, is, is, is good. You got to, Aspergery but, is excellent. <laughs> but part of, like, my brain being like that is, like, a lot of things that, like, humans do or, like, human constructs or whatever that, like, is just accepted as normal. Like, a lot of times I'll just be like, no, that's fucking weird. Like, why does nobody else think that's fucking weird, right? So that will, like, lead me to always think about how, how an alien might think of stupid, like, shit that we do that we're like, oh, it's very normal. And then, like, an alien would be like, what? Dude? Like, no, it's fucking not, dude. So basically what you're suggesting is what would it, you know how there's, like, what would Jesus do? This is what would an alien think. That's where yeah. your brain is going on this. For sure, dude. And like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What's like, what's like a simple thing you could fucking think of? Um, <laughs> well, I guess like, uh, like working your whole life or whatever. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, oh, no, it totally makes sense. Like you got to have money or whatever to, to live. Well, else, e yeah. Even just the concept of money. If you were. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. There you go. There's one. That's an easy one right there. Yeah. And, like we're all just like, oh, no, very normal. Like makes total sense. But like, yeah, there's the potential that an alien would be like, that's super fucking stupid right. and inefficient. Yeah, you they don't. I mean? They don't. They're they're like, why don't you just grow what you need? Or they don't understand uh, uh, having goals and and hierarchy and, and and knowledge and things like that and pecking order, which is the way it is here, you know? Yeah, and then imagine, yeah, is an alien just going like? about money just being like okay and then you're you're gonna you're gonna have a bunch of people hoard it and then you're just gonna let other people die because they don't have any you know what i mean like everyone's like oh no it makes total sense like you gotta you gotta make something in your life or you're a scumbag and you should die yeah and then like aliens would be like what the fuck dude like there's also there's like one of those theories out there that's like um why aliens don't come like why there's no aliens on earth well there's a million different theories, but like why we don't have visit Earth is because they think that we're the fucking savages, dude. Like they're like, oh no, dude. Like we ain't going there because yeah. those guys are fucked up, dog. Well, dude, they just let people die. I I believe that they're here now. Um, I believe. Yeah, I'm here. I believe that they're here right now. Uh oh, dude, I can't hear you no more. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get you in. Well, hold on. I'm going to turn on. Hold on. Well, hold on. I'm going to turn on. I just turned on fucking. Pizza. Pizza. So I can't hear you. I just turned on fucking. Pizza. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened, dude. Pizza. Pizza. Hang on. <laughs> okay. okay. Shit. What the fuck's going on? Hold on, I'll be there in a second. Okay. <laughs> you got me on the phone now. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and mute the computer. Oh, it's muted for sure, dude. Okay. Dude, I just want to let everyone out there know this is Zoom's fault because... Um, the sound is coming through Twitch just fine, but like Zoom just decided there ain't going to be no fucking noise yeah, coming through here just, no more. It's going to cut you off. It's going to cut you off. In fact, Chris writes, aliens cut the connection.
Now I they probably did. Dude, the, he's fucking on to us. Cut and, it. The thing is, I I think I, I think they can still see you, but you know how it is. It just it has a mind of its own. It really does. I think Zoom is here's the thing. Like during the pandemic or whatever, when everything was like, oh, we're going to virtual and like Zoom stock or whatever, like went way through the roof and like they became like a billions upon billions of dollar worth company or whatever. And then like the stock went way fucking down since then. I think they're just fucking. They just they probably like rode rode the ride too high and they were just like, oh, we're gonna, this is the future. Like we're gonna be the biggest company of all time. And then it was like, no, you're fucking not, dude. And I had never like, heard of it. I had to fire a bunch of people, and like the the networks guys are just fucking fired. <laughs> I had never, I had never even heard of this thing, and it had been around for quite some time prior to the pandemic, and then uh, it it just it just took off, and it's I I, I use it almost every day. Yeah, and it's uh, they're fucking up, everything. Did you ever uh, it, another company that had that happen was uh, Peloton. Oh yeah! Everybody got a everybody got a fucking Peloton. Yep, well, not me. You wouldn't see me spending no, that amount of money on something like that. Go, out, go, outside, go, go take a fucking walk. Go yeah, walk out. Exactly. To, why would you spend uh, a fucking is the same amount as you would for a car? You go take a walk, asshole. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh, I know. I, I actually had to like last fall. I had to go to this dude's house and pick up a, um, what do you call those? Ellipticals for blue. Okay. Um, it was free, so I, we didn't have to pay for anything or whatever, but um, I had to go pick one of those up for her. Oh, yeah. And then um, it squeaks like a, like a little tiny bit, so she doesn't ever use it because she doesn't like the squeak. And so here's the thing. I'm supposed to, or I have been supposed to for like a long fucking time. I was supposed to like start taking it apart and like grease all the shit and like so it won't squeak no more. Which I haven't fucking done it, but um, yeah, she just doesn't use it because it fucking squeaks a little bit. Well, yeah, if you ever want any exercise equipment, um, just wait because everyone's gonna throw out their uh, uh pelotons and treadmills, and it'll probably be in your dumpster. Yeah, we people do, do they throw those away quite a bit, and we gotta fucking then we gotta go to the metal recycling place and throw the throw them out there because they are pretty heavy, so that does work out pretty good. But no point in putting that shit in the landfill. Yep, right on. All right, hey, I'm going to ditch you. All right, sounds good. All uh, right, Dumpster Divers. And uh, yep. we'll fucking see you later, dude. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. That's a website. Go there, get a damn dumpster, and you're good to go. Get a damn dumpster. All right, buddy. All right, see ya. See ya. Kyle from Dumpster Divers, fantastic. Uh, one way or another, we'll get him on. There he is. See ya. Somehow we overcome. Seems like every time there's always something. That time was fine because we started off okay, and then all of a sudden he's like, what the fuck just happened? I don't know. It's not like someone was making food in the background. Uh, put February 1st, 2023 on your calendar as everyone will be dumping their exercise equipment. That's a, that's a, that could be, that could be the date. Hey, here's a Peloton never used. All right. Uh, if you want an Eric Zane show podcast t-shirt, uh, my merch is all available at ericzaneshow.com. Check out the different styles that are there and off you go. Thank you. If you've, uh, purchased in the past. 
Uh, someone said to me, what was the size of the T-shirt that was mailed to you? I don't know. The tag was ripped off. Uh, someone also said, why don't you go back and look at everyone who bought a Zany Bunch T-shirt? That should narrow it down. I can't. I don't have that ability. I wish. That was like the first thing I did. Everybody assumes I'm an idiot on that whole deal. Okay. Violent um, Night, the movie. We were talking earlier about the film Smile. And if you want to go see that film with us, we'll be gathering in beautiful downtown Grand Rapids at uh, Studio C Celebration Cinema downtown for a 110 showing of the film Smile. On Saturday... Got to be fun. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, it'll be fun to hang out with you. I'm probably going to get there about 1250 in the lobby area so that we can say hi, have a conversation, whatever. So it isn't just see you up, go in. Then we don't see each other to see the film, you know, because we'll be watching the movie. That'd be great. Um, So that happens on Saturday. The suggestion being made, you better reserve your tickets. No, you're right. You're right. You better reserve those tickets. So we'll all do that. And then there's a suggestion of an after party. If we did do an after party, it would be at Pepino's. Okay. That is my sponsor. So perhaps. I might be able to pull some strings to get some free food there. You know? Okay. Okay. All right, so that's what's happening. And I bring that up because there's another film that we have to see that I want to show you the preview for. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, you'll be like, wait, I can't even see anything. We'll just click on it in the uh, show notes after the show gets done when I post the audio. And you will see the preview for the film called Violent Night, which that's awesome, as opposed to Silent Night, Violent Night. It stars the guy who plays the sheriff in um, Stranger Things. And I think he was uh, in one of the Marvel movies. I don't know. I forget that guy's name. Anyway, he is Santa Claus. And shit, David Harbour, that's his name. Shit gets real when the bad guys do a home invasion. Uh, and, and Hopper walks in as Santa Claus and he's got to save the day. It looks fun and ridiculous. Audio check, video check. Here is the trailer for Violent Night. He's drinking. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little bit. The reindeer do most of the work. <laughs> this is my full fear of the center. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. That was another mall Santa way. Hey, how long you been doing Santa? He goes, no, I am Santa. It's Christmas! We decided that you could have one gift. Early. See this nice, adorable, blended family. Black mom. I think white dad. What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! So then here come the bad guys. They're going to invade the rich guy's house. Shooting everybody. 
you have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. All right, so then Hopper shows up at the house while the home invasion is going on. He has the uh, he has the cookie. He has uh, he has no idea what he's getting himself into. <laughs> I don't want any trouble. Okay, something's gonna scooch up that chimney. The bad guy starts kicking Santa's ass. <laughs> Who is he? Because it's not your typical mall Santa. Santa, are you there? Okay, Santa getting pool balls and putting them into a stocking that's on the mantle and whipping that shit around like he's beating somebody up uh, in a code red. (laughs) He's kicking the shit out of people. You said you were very busy tonight. Okay, Santa Claus has taken the star from the top of the tree and buried it in the bad guy's eye and then plugs the star in and fries the guy's brain. My name's Trudy Lightstone. Are you going to help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, I'm a nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. some season's beatings. Season's beatings? Fuck yeah. Alright, he sticks a sharpened candy cane into the guy's face. Who the hell are you? Boss, what if he really is the real... no such thing as Santa. These bad men, they're all in my naughty list. Naughty... That's naughty! And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give him a lump of coal. Where is it? All right, he puts the hand grenade in the bad guy's pants. I gotta watch. Ah! I believe in you, Santa. Come on. Which one of you did that? Oh, no. Hopper stepped in reindeer shit. Prancer. So unprofessional. It's ridiculous. Probably be fun. It could be fun for another uh, uh, show get together to watch that movie. The description of awesomely terrible. Yes. I like awesomely terrible movies. Horribly good. Awesomely terrible. Right on. Okay. Thank you to Kenny for sending that along. Now, he sent it, and uh, I said, yeah, this is something I can talk about. So then, after he sent it, this is how it went. Oh, my God! There's a, there's a violent Santa movie. And he sent it. And then I wrote, nice. I will talk about this uh, today. So keep your enormous mouth closed. LOL, LOL, LOL. And I'm like, yeah, seriously, please do not. I know I ain't saying anything because he's such a buffoon that 
when I started, I was afraid that I would start talking about the film Smile that we're going to see. And then he then would not be able to control himself if I didn't tell him ahead of time, shut up. I'd give him a preemptive shut up because he would then say, did y'all see the preview for Violet Violet Night, Santa Claus is badass, it's Hopper from fucking Stranger Things, and man, and he would just spill the beans on everything, and then I would see it, and I would erupt and scream at him and say mean, horrible things to the man. And I don't want to say mean, horrible things to the man. It's it's uh, to a point where I, I have to do this. It's important that I say, um, okay, thank you. Um, so uh, that's very kind of you to send along this link for this ridiculous film. So just remember to keep your fucking mouth shut and uh, don't say squat. Just button button your lip so I can uh, I can address it when I'm ready. Ah, God. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he was in a Marvel movie. Uh, it was uh, the Black Widow film. He played uh, Crimson Dynamo, I think. Is that the guy? Superhero? Jimmy says he's going to go see Smile today. All right, don't tip us off. Well, I mean, we know it's going to be... It's uh, getting terrific reviews. Terrific reviews. Aram says, have you seen Stranger Things yet? Kenny says, I'm not interested. You said that about Breaking Bad. You would love that show. That is a very... That is an excellent show. Okay. You you should do that. He says, I tried. Keep trying. You got to stay with it. You got to stay with it for significant time. And sometimes that happens. Maureen says she's now finished three seasons of Breaking Bad. Oh, God, you wait. You wait. What happened to Winnie the Pooh? I think that's still a thing. When is the Winnie the Pooh? Uh, October. Possible release date of October 20, 2022. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And that looks, we got to see that one too. I like the idea of getting together and watching movies. All right. Uh, where are we now? I want to talk about the uh, direct action everywhere protester. So if you remember on the Monday night football game, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, direct action everywhere. That is the group that um, they would... Um, the chick glued her hand to the basketball court. I actually had representatives of direct action everywhere on this show. Uh, they are staunchly opposed to any uh, living creature being utilized for meat. And um, they're very bullish about it. And uh, I enjoyed my conversation with them. Um, 
they 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 make sense to a degree. Uh, I don't think I could uh, ever do that. Um, and I it all boils down to I don't want to, and I like the taste of hamburger and steak and chicken. I'm con- I I it's the best. Okay. Uh, it, I, I, I can't not eat meat. I, I love it too much. I enjoy it too much. I don't want to not eat meat. Now you put in front of me, a slaughterhouse video. Yeah. That's going to take a little wind out of my sails. There's no question, but I love eating that type of food. Now, if there was something that was absolutely as good as what I'm eating with no hassle in making it, I'd consider that. Have I explored that? No. Not at all. When I had those people on, they were um, they, uh, they're running out of the basketball court because the guy who owns the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, he, I guess he, he's got like um, in... Uh, I don't know, place where you raise turkeys or something like that or chickens. And there was a threat of uh, uh, bird flu so that it kill all the fucking turkeys by cutting off the air supply and cooked them alive. It was terrible. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear about that shit. But it's true. So they're like, this, this is the worst. Dude, they're an awful human being. Oh, my God. So they're running onto athletic fields. Doing that. The dude who ran on the Monday Night Football field, that's the same organization associated with Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, the guys running around. He's got a smoke bomb, a pink smoke bomb. And um, <clears throat> then Bobby Wagner, the linebacker for the Rams, uh, got stepped in his way. The guy hit Bobby Wagner, and the guy fell down. There was actually two dudes. Uh, Takaris McKinley put his hands on the, uh, on the dude, and then Bobby Wagner really lowered the big hit, which knocked him out. Didn't knock him out, knocked him down, and then they took him off the field. It was like running into a solid wall. The dude's a big dude. So, okay, that's where it ends. The point was direct action everywhere would be um, talked about. The, the dude was trying to, quote, raise awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. Direct action everywhere had stolen the pigs to keep them from being slaughtered and uh, they trespassed while doing it. So they're, they have to face the music. They're a little terroristy in how they do things. Uh, I don't approve of uh, breaking on to actual legitimate businesses and stealing the livestock. Uh, that's our food supply. Sorry. That's the way it is, but they're not giving up. So uh, they send this dumbass out on the field. And uh, football players says, all right, this is why they tell the football players, oh, don't touch the protesters. Keep away from the protesters. Because this guy was booked for trespassing. And then as soon as he got sprung, he turned around and is filing a police report against Bobby Wagner, the uh, linebacker for the Rams. Come on, man. 
Um, Santa Clara Police Department Lieutenant Kwong Fan confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday the police report was filed Tuesday afternoon because this is an active investigation. Information will be limited, Fan said. According to TMZ, the individual is an activist for the Berkeley, California-based animal rights group Direct Action Everywhere and was trying to raise awareness for the pigs. Wagner said Wednesday he is aware of the police report, but that the incident is behind him. He's going to get sued. Yeah, I can't really focus on it, Wagner said. I'm more concerned about the security guard that was trying to chase it. You just got to do what you got to do. Wagner reiterated Wednesday that as players, you never know what a person has in their hands or their pockets when they're on the field. There's consequences for your actions, Wagner said, which I can't disagree with. When asked what he thought of the police report, Rams coach Sean McVay said, I think that we all know where uh, where Bobby's intentions were, and I support Bobby Wagner, McVay said. That's where I'm at with it. I don't think anybody will disagree. We need to have these people at direct action everywhere enter like, uh, forget the basketball game and the football game. All right. If you really want to have people talk about you, uh, climb a fence and get into the octagon when there's like an MMA event going on and see how that goes or a boxing match or something like that. One of those things I can just imagine how that would go because these guys, you would see, uh, the two guys who are trying to beat the shit out of each other, then beat the shit out of the direct action everywhere guy. I mean, everybody wins on this pay-per-view audience. They see something spectacular. Um, the athletes are protected because they're doing what they're trained to do. Beat the shit out of someone. They're working as a team. So that's a historic moment. And uh, the guy is going to end up uh, getting arrested and maybe even getting some cash out of this, suing MMA or suing the UFC. Hopefully not. Hopefully they just have an insurance policy which takes care of that. In fact, if I'm Dana White, I would encourage this behavior and use it as a way to sell pay-per-views. Say, and, and guaranteed an appearance by direct action everywhere, everywhere sometime in the fight, they will be interrupting and uh, our athletes are going to beat the shit out of direct action everywhere. We are encouraging an appearance. He should actually pay, make a donation to direct action everywhere and then come up with a creative way to get them into the ring. Uh, rappel down, parachute, uh, a hidden panel in the floor, come up and just start you know, waving their... Uh, uh, direct action everywhere flag, and then encourage the athletes to then join forces and beat the shit out of this guy. You know, I wonder if anybody has ever been um, swayed to become an animal rights activist because of the efforts of direct action everywhere. I mean, we know our very own pal Aram, who's enjoying the live stream right now. It wasn't a direct action everywhere uh, moment that made him a, uh, someone who does not eat meat. I forget if he's a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever, but he's, he's, he gave it up. I think Aram was driving down the road somewhere in America. And he looked to the vehicle next to him while holding like a big Mac in his hand. And he looked next to him and there was a, uh, a livestock vehicle 
with this adorable little uh, baby cow looking at him. And I think he like freaked out and puked and then rolled down the window and threw the Big Mac out the window and he has never looked back. And I mean, uh, let the ends justify the means. All right. Tyler says Wagner just needs to say he feared for his life and he'll skate by. Ram says our direct action everywhere, a 501c3. I, I'm guessing that's where uh, that's where you you can send your money in addition to the AT Children's Project, Aram. They 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 might uh, they might be looking for some cash here. Aram says my story, that's correct. More or less. Amazing. Kenny adds baby cows grow up to become awesome steaks and delicious hamburgers. Chris says, or they stay delicious veal. Yeah. Oh my God. Even just thinking about it, I think I am on the cusp. I'm one bad incident uh, of seeing something I shouldn't of making me like a ROM. Okay. If I think too much, I would become a vegan. And frankly, I probably should. It would keep me healthier. There's no doubt about it. If you eat like a vegan or a vegetarian, oh my God, your A1C low will just drop like a stone. If you're like on the border of getting diabetes, your cholesterol will drop dramatically. Your arteries uh, will improve. Oh man. Aram, we should have that conversation. Do you eat delicious food? And is it a pain in the ass to make? should really think about that. Uh, your cholesterol will significantly drop. That's true. Absolutely true. Josh says no one, and I repeat, no one will buy the Eric Zane Slaughter the Turks vegan cookbook. Let me tell you something right now. You're full of shit. If I put my mind to it and decided that I actually want to do this, it's going to be the best damn cookbook ever. And I'm going to make sure that those vegan recipes would be perfectly delicious recipes. Here I am talking shit about something I'm not actually going to do. That's ridiculous. Tyler says, I went plant-based. Three months later, my cholesterol dropped 30 points. 100% I believe that. Chris says there's actually a lot of good Middle Eastern vegetarian dishes. Aram says we can co-author the book. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Anytime I talk about writing a book, though, that's a bad thing. I mean, I've got about a million things I could write about. My time on the radio has a million and one stories that are hilarious and interesting. The Kidney, that's a totally separate book. I could write that book. Will I? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I could never do that because of the time spent doing this. The only way I could ever write a book is if I gave up podcasting 100%. Kyle says, I'll make sure to throw in any vegan meals in the trash while I'm eating a burger, a steak, and some chicken. You're not kidding. It's, it's ridiculous. I go back and forth. I can't even begin to think. I can't even begin to think what life would be like if I could not eat 
a Bosco's hamburger. I don't want to live in that world. Or the Eric Zane Show podcast, uh, Sweet Heat Slaughter the Tur- uh, uh, Slaughter the Turks ch- uh, Chili. I can't even talk. Yeah, screw that, man. I don't even want to talk to you, Rob. No. No. I am still not ready for that. Okay. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage for my friend Mario Flores. Doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., Alaska, uh, Hawaii, South Carolina, and Maine are the only exceptions. Uh, go ahead and get a uh, as good of a rate as you can on a refi. Maybe it's your first mortgage. Maybe it's your 10th mortgage. NMLS number 3035. Uh, tap into the trusted source for the Eric Zane podcast when it comes to a mortgage. Mario is absolutely fantastic. Please mention me when you reach out. 231-332-6505. Stand by. Uh, A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. When you need anything in the West Michigan area concerning your furnace or air conditioner. Get a tune-up for just $79. You should always get a, uh, your furnace tuned up before you start using it. 79 bucks. Call to schedule 616-516-8579 today. If you need a new furnace, they'll install the Comfort Maker brand, the best in the business, and you can take advantage of that. Thank you to Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. We are not far from when you have to uh, have open enrollment MyPolicyShop.com, talking about Obamacare, healthcare.gov. Gone are the days when you're like, well, I can't get healthcare because I don't have uh, an employer that offers that, or I'm self-employed, or I'm between jobs. Wrong. People who hear my message are reaching out to Frank and realizing, oh my God, I don't have to have this type of stress in my life of knowing that Myself and or my family are not covered with health care. So many options available for you. And Frank helps you every step of the way in getting started on healthcare.gov. That's what he's doing. He's holding you by the hand and leading you through all of that process because it's pretty easy to mess up. And the best part about Frank is there's no cost. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker and a Medicare Advantage plan expert social security guru who helps with all of these things. And he earns his money uh, for his living from insurance companies, not from the client base. So there you go. Uh, Work with Frank today, 616-914-4070. You can have insurance today. No lie. If he can fit you into the schedule, please mention your old pal, Eric Zane. Excuse me. And if you or someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65, They may need a Medicare Advantage plan checkup. Call Frank and ask about that today. All right. In my neck of the woods here, it's known as America's Salad Bowl. Or is it Michigan Salad Bowl? Or I think it's Michigan Salad Bowl. Like if you're driving around Hudsonville, Michigan, you'll see signs that say, Welcome to Hudsonville, Michigan Salad Bowl. I was like, okay, so uh, they're suggesting that they grow all the lettuce, I guess? 
Is that what it is? And I'm not 100% sure on that, why they, why that is. Uh, but uh, that's, that's what it says. So there's a lot of growing going on. In fact, little little known tidbit of information. A lot of the uh, areas of land here are low-lying. They used to be um, bodies of water that have dried up. And the organic rich soil is ideal for growing um, any type of, uh, you know, stuff you might put on your salad. Maybe that's why. So um, there you go. You drive around, you see a lot of farms where I live. They feed the country. There's one particular place that, um, well, you might not want to eat anything in this community. Um, I, I take it back. Uh, I said Hudsonville, but I think I screwed this up already. It's a different part of Michigan, but it doesn't matter. This this is still a ridiculous story. Uh, but that's still true about Hudsonville. But the area I'm talking about is Homer, Michigan. And the farm is called Country Gardens. And he, they spell it K-U-N-T-R-Y. Country Gardens. Now, one thing you're supposed to do is uh, when you fertilize the fields, you have to use, you know, approved agricultural grade fertilizer. You can't just put anything on it. And you damn well sure can't take all of the feces from your outhouse and put it on your agriculture products. <clears throat> That's what they're doing at Country Gardens. The guy who owns the farm, I guess he had a couple buckets of shit and he just sprayed it on there. And then he said, oh, yeah, it was, it, it, oh my God, this is a big no-no. It's a huge problem. And I think he ratted himself out. I'm not sure what's going on here. Audio check, video check. Let's hear what's going on in this story. We are learning more about what led up to the state issuing a warning about produce grown on fertilizer that also consisted of untreated human waste. News 8's David Horak spoke with the owner of the farm where it all happened, new tonight at 6. Andy Stutzman, the owner of Country Gardens, told me that this was a complete accident and honest mistake. The owner declined an on-camera interview, but told News 8 they never use human waste as fertilizer and that buckets containing it from an outhouse were mistakenly dumped where their produce grows. He did disclose it directly to our inspectors. After a routine inspection conducted by the state, those affected fields are now marked off by restricted red tape. So the state comes in to do a, a look and they're Andy, it's like fucking toilet paper here and turds. Did you dump? What the fuck, Andy? Did you dump shit here, Andy? Stutzman said they are not trying to hide or do anything that they shouldn't. Regardless of whether it's organic or traditional, we're looking for the same basic things. You know, is the is the product being produced in a safe manner and in accordance with the state's food laws? Um, and when that doesn't happen, we do put out consumer advisories. The cons okay, so buckets of shit 
had to be taken from the outhouse and then walked over and then dumped. And you're telling me, Andy Stutzman, this is an accident. Consumer advisory for Country Gardens was issued Tuesday. It said the state has received no reports of people getting sick from the affected products. Stutzman says he is truly sorry and sad that this happened while working. Uh -uh. I say he's saying this because he got caught. With the state and Calhoun County to take the necessary steps to never let this happen again. MDART says that the cease and desist and seizure orders are indefinite with no end date. And Stutzman says that they are ready to move on come next season. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Something tells me that it's going to be tough to want to get anything from country gardens. So, you know, what's going to happen is it doesn't look like it's too big of a place. Uh, Hawkeye fan says fertilizing the corn with corn. <clears throat> Nobody empties an outhouse like that unless you're using it for something. This asparagus waste fertilizer smells like asparagus. Maureen refers to Andy, Andy Stutzman, as a as a cunt. <laughs> You're a cunt. Uh, you knew there was trouble when the place was spelled country, K-U-N-T-R-Y. Can Saul call them during the Patreon? Um. All right, yeah, Andy Stutzman is like, yeah, we're just going to move on next year. Well, hell, uh, they're going to show up at the farmer's uh, market with their uh, whatever, their tomatoes, and it's, they're going to have to have a sign that says, no longer fertilized with human shit. Oh, man, no way. I do not believe that that is the first and only time this quote-unquote accident has happened. That seems terrible. Um, at my place up north, there is no running water. But if you ever get water, you have to get it from a well up there. So you you, know, you dig your, your well and boom. And next thing you know, you have water in the, from the aquifer. Problem. We've been shitting into the ground for 50 years there in that outhouse. In fact, we filled up, we dug a hole, we put the outhouse there, and my dad never put like a barrel. You're supposed to create like a homemade uh, septic field. Did he do that? No. It just goes right into the hole. And then that got full, so he buried that and dug another hole. And that's where poo-poo and pee-pee goes. Into there. So I'm pretty much uh, assured that the fresh water at my place is loaded with feces. I don't know if I'd ever be comfortable tapping that water, knowing that all of that crap goes down to the soil, goes down through the soil into the aquifer. Do some serious testing on that water before I'd ever consider, but I, I don't I don't plan on tapping that anyway, so I like it without water.
I like being filthy and stinky is what I'm telling you. Okay. So congrats to Andy. I think he has preemptively won the asshole of the day award. We'll find out. We'll go over the uh, good, the bad, and the ugly in a moment. <clears throat> hey, advertise with the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you want your message heard on the show, just send me an email and I'll tell you how it works. Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. We do this show each and every day and uh, get the message out for um, dozens of advertisers. Seems to work. It's been that way for four years. They seem happy. I can count very minimal number of people who are like, eh, it just didn't work for me. Looking at you, JM Synthetics. Nobody bought the oil. No one bought it. No one bought the AMS oil. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. I bought it. Anyway. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Uh, it's been quite some time. Nearly four years we've been together, and I've been talking about them. If you ever need your vehicle fixed, that is the trusted place to get it. Okay? But don't just take my word for it. Look at all of the uh, Google reviews they have on their website. Irvines.com. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvines.com. Call them 616-532-6600, a West Michigan-based local run by a family owned by a lady who is also a veteran. How about that? All those things. Irvine, 616-532-6600. They are the experts on EVs and hybrids. The dealers, when they get into trouble, they call upon Irvine's. You should too. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. The Kent County Health Department reminds you um, that the WIC program is ready if you are ever in need to make sure that your family stays fed. This is, a, of course, supported by tax dollars, the uh, WIC program. You pay into it. If you ever are in need, don't you dare feel bad about what you have to do to feed that family. Keep everybody nour uh, nourished appropriately with the WIC program, and you can get all the information you need about it when you go to accesskent.com slash health. Thank you very much to the Kent County Health Department. All right. Ha, 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 ha. Kenny says about our property, 100 years from now, new owners up there will be like, why does this water smell like shit and piss? It gets filtered eventually, the water, says Runner Girl 001. <clears throat> Training for the New York City Marathon. Uh, New York City Marathon, by the way. Okay, let us review on today's show, The Asshole of the Day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. TC Paintball, Paintball War number 20 has been moved to August, I'm sorry, October 23rd. Originally scheduled for Sunday, October 16th. Now, Sunday, October 23rd, we've got the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast tonight. Huge show yesterday. My interaction with Prakash, the yoga guy on the street who wanted my money. Gas on the rise. Shit. Herschel Walker. Oh, my God. Definitely on the deny till you die path. Direct action everywhere. Protester files police report. Sweet Allison from Harbor Humane is letting her dog Mando Boogs pick the football games. Violent Night Movie. Kenny having to be reminded not to destroy the movie. Or destroy my segment segment when I talk about the movie. 
Let's see. Let's kill with Kyle from Dumpster Divers. We almost made it through without a technical issue. And, of course, Country Gardens. What was dude's first name again? Andy. Aha. Best B Facts says, Hi, Eric. Just popping in, uh, popping by to share a fact. Bees know every time you get a boner. We still don't know how they know. Interesting. Thank you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, Andy's approach of, yeah, I don't know what happened. It was an accident. We've never had this happen before. I don't believe you, Andy. That seems too convenient. You should just keep lying. That would be better off. How do you not know that? And if and if uh, it was an accident, we need more details. Who? Who did it? Was it you? Was it someone you know at the farm at Country Gardens? Andy Stutzman is your asshole of the day for dumping his shit on your food. And then it winding up in your mouth. Hey, I'm Andy Stutzman. Come eat my shit. Ugh. What the fuck? Profits over public health. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast for this, the 6th of October. Patreon happens a little bit later on. But that is my time today. If you are only listening to the free podcast, do consider signing up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Till next time, folks. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye.